Feels good to be a gangster. A real gangster ass nigga plays his cards right. A real gangster ass nigga never runs his fucking mouth. Cause real gangster ass niggas don't start fights. And niggas always got a high cap. Showing all his boys how we shot him. But real gangster ass niggas don't flex nuts. Cause real gangster ass niggas know they got him. And everything's cool in the mind of a gangster. Cause gangster ass niggas think deep. Up to 365, yo, 24-7. Cause real gangster ass niggas don't sleep. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World presents Hood Classics. And like always, I got my man Shahid here. What's going on, good sir? You know, I would normally be mad that you picked that song for what we're talking about today, considering that word was thrown around by a bunch of white guys in the first episodes we watched. Maybe it's valid. Maybe it's an accurate song to play. And, and you know why? And you know why? Because I, I, I was having a battle with that. Just thinking about what you just said. And I said, you know what? Nah, I'm going for it. For the simple fact of, I just didn't want to play the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> think I'd rather just keep it whatever we play it is what it is because uh yeah I hate that opening I think I've heard it so much now it just gets right to this world <laughs> but anyway we are back this week uh so before we get into what we're here to talk about let's talk about this because I just saw this one before I got home what's going on with Corey Holcomb man he don't want people to tell him not to wear a mask did you see that on uh social media no, I guess he was on a podcast or whatever. And, you know, they were uh, filming it. And I guess it's out there in the podcast world. Basically, he was saying. Uh, and I may not have it correctly, but basically somebody who works at McDonald's shouldn't be able to tell him to put on a mask. Who is this? Corey Holcomb. Who's that? Uh, comedian, been in a couple of movies, TV shows. Oh. <laughs> I, know, I thought you said, well, wait, I like, you said you made Kerry Holcomb the backup quarterback? Who? Like, no, I even, never, I've never heard of this person. So, no, obviously, I missed this. Is his name Corey? Yeah, it's Dave Corey Holcomb. Not, not famous enough for me to know who it is. Okay. So maybe I'm getting the. Well, he's, but, a, he's a comedian. You know, I believe he does stand up to a black comedian. And it's just. I was just shocked and thrown off by that because he was basically saying, oh, a buster at McDonald's can tell him what he can do with a mask. And so I'm just like, and he was almost, in a sense, putting down people who worked at fast food. Mm-hmm. And I'm just oh, like, well, bruh, come on, man. Because I worked at fast food when I was 18. So I'm just like, yo, get the fuck out of here, bro, with that shit. We probably all have. And it one thing that I always laugh at as someone who doesn't have to worry about anymore is how poor people look at other poor people. Like I saw somebody on Twitter talking about they they about to get a stimulus check. They gonna buy some Jordans. I'm gonna put a down payment on something. We not the same. And I'm sitting here like, if you qualify for that check, you can't be pocket watching nobody. <laughs> like you better shut that shit up. That's I was sitting here, sitting here like, yeah, that's what we doing. Like, oh yeah, we ain't the same person. I'm gonna put it down, but a down payment on what with twelve hundred dollars? A bike. <laughs> would you put a down payment? Would you put a down payment on a couch? Like, stop. LLC Twitter enrages me so much, and I just hear it is about to come out because the checks will probably come back next two weeks, and we're gonna hear people complain, people getting it, people complain about how people spend it and all that. Bad enough, I hear people complain about unemployment. Tumbo, 
I feel a certain way. Somebody's getting unemployment, making more than me. I work at Amazon. I'm like, your boss, the richest person on the planet. <laughs> you mad at the wrong, you mad at the wrong damn person. Yeah. And that's why you see that post can post about, um, like millionaire and billionaire. Like people are going like, Jeff, if I had Jeff Bezos money, would they help somebody? They was like, nah, I'll probably keep it. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Uh-huh. Just for people who hadn't seen it. Cause people don't realize the power of numbers. So I always saw something that somebody posts and I like using it like a million seconds is like 11 days, something like that. The 11 or 15, something like that. A billion seconds is 31 years. Think about that. Days, years. Jeff Bezos is worth almost 5,500 years. Yeah, 5,500. So if, unless he's four or he's Thanos and he's going to live like, you know, I don't know, 9,000 years, money will never be an issue to him. And yet people are like, oh, you shouldn't be in their pockets. It's the poor people <laughs> up there. I'm like, they need to go back to work. I'm like, if you get unemployed, that means you had a job and you don't got that job anymore. Thank you. It's like 40 million people that's unemployed. Where are these jobs at they're they supposed to get? Thank you. I'm getting tired of hearing that argument or people saying that nonsense like, well, I'm tired of seeing people get handouts. What the fuck are you talking about? Their their job is not there anymore. A lot of these people's jobs are closed, gone, for good. Yeah. They paid money by taxes towards that. That's part of what your tax money's for, not just a school. It's like it goes toward unemployment, goes towards your 401k. They get they're getting what they paid into. What is this this argument? I'm like, if you worked in the movie industry, what job are you getting back? What job are you going to? Oh, I used to work, I used to be assistant manager at Cinemark. Cinemark ain't open. Regal ain't open. Yeah. I actually, like, it ain't like I can just go to, to the other movie theater that's oh, that's why they keep pushing tenant back. Like it's gone. It's gonna open when it opens. That thing was supposed to come out like what, May and then June, July, and now September oh. Christmas. No, like I'm gonna get this shit out. <laughs> I hate to tell them. I, I I hate to tell all these people in these movies that's done. Hollywood maybe want to be looking to do things a lot different now because you may just have to take that loss. You bet. You know, they be like, nah, we're going to push this back to 2021. <laughs> Hoping that things going to be better in 2021. Based on what? Baseball just opened up. They might have to shut the season down. Because the Marlins like, yeah, we got that. We got that package. We ain't going to tell nobody. Let's have a meeting. Let's yeah. play anyway. That nonsense. If I was in Philly, I'd be shooting some people. Like y'all knew and y'all played anyway, could have got us sick. The fuck wrong with y'all? See, this this is the problem. We don't need sports. Just just off the just off the strength of that, we don't need sports. We we need a no. timeout. No, sports can be done if you do it smart. Cause they playing soccer overseas. They playing soccer here. If you keep it quarantined and you keep it enclosed, you can do it. But now it's like we're gonna travel. We're gonna act like Shit all sweet. <laughs> I'm like, no, that is not working. I know this whole thing like, oh, blah, we don't need sports and everything like that. October going to be coming, and the only thing that's going to be new is Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I take that back. Because like, all people talking about, oh, we may start filming soon. And if you start filming now, that shit ain't dropping until like January, February. What you going to be doing October, November? When it's no college football, basketball is done. And it's no other sports playing. Shit, a lot and of no movies out. 
a lot of old Hulu movies and Netflix shit. That shit gonna be jumping. That's why it's jumping now. That's why all the people got. You gonna watch some, like you gonna watch the Flash again, like some people <laughs> been doing. Which I'm surprised they like on top ten watch shows with the damn Flash. Man, that's weird. Yeah, but I guess you know a lot of people catching up too, because it's like, well, shit, I might as well. I mean, the Flash always been like the most. It's funny, like people don't talk like the Flash always like been the one that popped the most out of all the CW shows since it came out. I don't but know. It's like you know, My Hero Academia was like second or third. You know, the funny thing about The Flash is once Black Lightning came on, I think that Black Lightning became my favorite show. Because it used to be Arrow, then it went to Flash, and then it went to Black Lightning. Because you saw black people. Hey, yeah, that's true, too. But it was just you know, black, was acting black. <laughs> and plus, you know, Tob- Tobias Well is just awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I know we just dabbled in sports. Uh, we should be back next week. Does oh, with what? Talking about who not playing. I mean, hopefully basketball. Start? Oh no! Okay. Hopefully basketball play. If people stop going to the damn titty bar and get wings, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Lou Williams is a madman. He's a goddamn maniac. Hey, I'm you- a fly. I'm a leave quarantine, fly on a plane, and go to a strip club during a pandemic. Like, well, it's when he was coming back. He- is when he was coming back. He wanted. He's when he wanted his wings. Okay, like he went there, you know, I think a family had a funeral, yep. and then on the way back, they're like, I'm stopping there, and then somebody posts on Instagram, and they try to front, like, oh, this is an old video. It's like, <laughs> you see the clock in the back, you know, man, shut up. And I'm like, beside the whole flying thing, beside the whole I might risk the, my basketball season thing, going to a strip club during a pandemic is just, like, horny. Like, what? I told you. No. What did that? What, what did I tell you? P Valley had that made ready to go. He saw Mercedes like, y'all need to go back to the strip club. Nah, you can fly, you can fly that in. True. Like the whole thing, like, and hope they don't brag about like some some people. Oh, I gotta fly already. We ain't playing basketball. No, you fly, you fly that work in. You don't go there, like, because they ain't gonna have a mask on. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna risk it all to see for for what. Yeah, I like strip clubs, but I ain't going right now. Like, get a table dance from six feet away. Man, I can watch it on TV. I ain't like, going. What are we talking about? If it ain't work, and it ain't, if it ain't going to the grocery store, you ain't gonna catch me to where no nowhere for a while. Fuck all that shit. But, uh, I see people eating in the garage. I saw that somebody posted something on Twitter. They was at the gallery eating in the garage. Oh man, with tables out there. I'm like, damn, you hate your kitchen that much, huh? What's funny? What's funny up here? So, if anybody know, I live in New York City. So, what they've done there in the restaurants. Now, you know, you got these busy streets like where the bikes are. So, what they've done is decided to move all the tables in certain areas out there and close them down. So, like, you can't ride your bikes no more because that's where people are dining at now. And it just looks batshit insane. And I'm just looking at these people uh, coming home from work or they're yeah, usually coming home from work just outside eating. Like, it's just regular. And I'm like, the fuck are y'all doing? Go home. Just go the maybe, fuck home. Maybe they got maybe I don't know. Some people might have, you know, bad home environments. If they do, my apologies. And I hope we ain't talking we ain't talking about y'all. But some of y'all, like, people need some damn therapy. I see the stuff they share, the stuff they tweet, and the stuff they do. I'm like, y'all need to see somebody because y'all are not well. Y'all just be tweeting everything for attention and all that. It's a pandemic. Let's let let's let's go show Bootsy Badass uh 
what was the uh pool party or some shit? Uh, um, it was no, it was Gucci Mane. Oh, Gucci Mane. Sorry, whoever. Somebody had a pool party. I'm just looking. I said I do not see anybody but mask. What the fuck is going on right now? Mm-hmm. Corona, Sharona. So you get it. Like Scarface had it. Was out for how long? Like Herman Kane's still sick. Yeah, you know, I think Scarface damn near was about to die. Didn't they say? Like he. Yeah. It's like and people still like ah. <laughs> It's a magic scam. Yeah, it's a magic Two quick things. One, yeah, the whole scam. I was talking to my friends at work because they didn't realize about Hotep Twitter. And I showed them about this thing about celery. Because oh, in my post, like, celery is the most, has the, the biggest salt content of any vegetables and eating celery can your heart attack. So that's why you need to drink Dr. Sebi Shake. And they look at me like, what? I'm like, yes, this is a thing that's posted. And I, it's amazing. The same circle posts the same damn things because now the thing is child trafficking. Why we care about COVID when we don't care about tra- child trafficking? Because ever since that damn Wayfair thing, now everybody want to be, they want to save the kids like they Liam Neeson and Taken. And this whole Dr. Fossey made the, he made the vex, he made the, the virus so Bill Gates can be rich with his vaccine. So he, I'm like, Y'all know Bill Gates already rich, right? <laughs> like, I always ask people, what's the game? Like, this whole thing, COVID is just some scam to control people. I'm like, how does that make sense? You mean the whole world was on it? You mean countries that need money for tourism? Like, yeah, we're going to go broke so the Illuminati can run things. Right. Huh? Like, I was here, like, what's, what's the end point? Like, what's the plan? Like, if America cares about money and it's about capitalism, people working, and they make this disease so you can't work or you get sick, then what's the final plan? You know what happened? You know what? You know what I always think happened. I think that before Hotep Twitter, you know, you had a, a group of very intelligent black men that were around and they were teaching people. Somewhere in all this, some somewhere in all this nonsense, somebody decided like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this myself. I'm gonna figure out shit on my own, and it just fucking snowballed from there. It was probably always there. The internet just made it so you can see it. Because Elijah Muhammad was talking that same nonsense back in the '30s, and all, and that's why I always laugh. Because most of the stuff that's regurgitated now is just Elijah Muhammad stuff with some crunches. That's all it is. That marry half plus seven, get to there, and you will find your partner and avoid the pig and eat the seven vegetables like that shit he was talking there. And I'm like, look, you gotta be wary of trusting somebody with a sixth grade education who learned the rest of stuff in jail. You get what you pay for. And there's too many people to stop paying attention after the sixth grade. And they out here is like they got successful in one field and they're articulate enough and they just scam. And it's like I find it in natural Twitter, fitness Twitter, hotel Twitter, and alt-right Twitter. It's like they all that pseudoscience stuff. And it's like I see in it because I follow fitness people and it's like it'd be the same nine people past the same means. So I'm like, how are y'all so goddamn dumb? It's amazing. It's amazing some of the shit I've come come up past and people want to talk to me and that shit's starting to spread at work. Did you know mucus causes all the diseases on the world and if you stop the mucus, you will stop disease? And I'm sitting here like, what? 
I had cancer, so I stopped the mucus. Now I got cancer anymore. Who taught who taught you that? Like, where how does that make any sense? You sneeze and now you think you got HIV? Like good. Yo, I was I was uh watching that what was it? YouTube a YouTube video? Godfrey. And he was saying, Yeah, uh, I know a doctor that can cure you of certain diseases. You know, you gotta have money, blah, blah, blah. But you know, you know, I, I got a couple of friends that, you know, did it and then they're fine. And I'm just like, Really? Uh, is, is, it's a big Where secret. It, Wouldn't you yeah. give that information out if it was serious if he can if he can cure so called uh diseases? Wouldn't you think that's nah. something you would share? Nah, because if you find out they're gonna kill him. You know what? <laughs> and I always laugh. I'm like, it's amazing how Louis Pasteur proud about how to pasteurize milk when he died. It wasn't like we forgot how to do it. It's amazing, like all this other stuff. People find it, and then you know what they do? They teach other people. Doctor Sebi died, and his secret died with him. Apparently, like we didn't know about eating vegetables, like his magic stuff. And uh, I, I probably talked about this last week. It just irks me because I just see it every week. And this is gonna get worse. The more we talk about COVID and vaccine coming, it's gonna be like you know it's a secret, and they're gonna control your like. Get off of Twitter. Control what? <laughs> Like you work at the like I'm sorry, you work at PetSmart. They are not worried about your secrets. Like this whole thing, y'all, we all bet we so damn special. They need to know what we don't like. The moment you're born, they have your fingerprints, they have your blood type, they give you a social security number that you use for everything important in your life. And once you get a cell phone, they know exactly what you're doing, where you're going already. You have a bank account, then they know you. You own something, have a bill, they know you. You are not a ninja. Like, you are not living off the grid where it's like, I'm going to talk to the secret. Like, what? Shut up. Staying off the grid, you know what I mean? Cash only. Oh, God. Where you got the cash from? An ATM with a camera? For your bank account? Robbing people? Motherfuckers living like Will Smith, an enemy of the state. Oh, my God. Like, Uh, I just keep. And I just sit here. And I just hear people to say whatever, and they say confident enough, and it's like I would burst it off. They be having ten thousand followers or twenty thousand followers. That's the scary or thing. Or million. Like Elon Musk is one of those. He's a he's one of the richest men on the planet. A scammer. And people follow him. Oh, he's a visionary. And I'm like, he gonna lead y'all to hell. That like is. every vision, every vision ain't a good vision. I'm like, yeah. people. Just because you talented one thing don't mean you know everything. Oh, absolutely. Look at Kanye West. He may be talented in music, but boy, whoo, that's a. I, I miss, I miss whatever leaders rant he had because I've been trying to avoid it. But I'm like, just leave that be. Look, I I know what that. Well, if you know, you see what it is. You know exactly what it is, and it's just that he has just too many. He, he he has too many people around him that wants money. So it's not the the situation is not being taken care of like it should. So you know. Yeah, like I've been trying to avoid stuff because it's like I'm hearing the stuff with Megan Smoke. Oh, now she pretending to be a victim. Why is she complaining? She five foot ten. I'm like that. That don't make a Wonder Woman. What's this thing? I saw <laughs> that. Me up. People rightfully get mad when black teenagers get treated like adults. When it's like, oh, he nine years old. He like a threat. Like we're fucking X Men. But let a woman be taller than five foot six. It's like, oh, you know she's a she's the juggernaut. This woman. No, they don't make you bulletproof because she got big thighs and can twerk. That ain't how it works. 
she got shot in the foot, both feet, and apparently she's playing victim. Okay, so the person that said that, what if that was your uh, sister or your aunt or your mother? Would you say that? No, you wanted some likes and you thought you were cool for a day. Fuck that shit. There's so many people just out here just doing stuff with Twitter likes for strangers. I told performer for strangers. Just performing for likes because they don't they ain't get enough at home. I'm like, y'all need to go get some love at home or something. Go play a PlayStation. Go call your mama or your daddy. <laughs> this whole no, nah, I'm gonna go on Twitter and say something wild. I'm gonna tell somebody like I wanna slob down AOC. Yo, just just for what makes you think she know what, what makes you think she gives a rat's ass about that? Like she trying to do her job and you wanna tell everybody, boy, I wanna make her face look like a glazed donut. You proud of yourself? <laughs> two two things and then we'll get on with the show. The first thing was when uh, uh, you and Cam found that uh, uh, tweet about the, uh, what was it? Glob? <laughs> I'm going to yeah. put a, what? <laughs> I'm going to put a glob at her. Wait, wait a minute, fella. Wait a minute. That was a Gosh. little too graphic for me. And then right. the whole uh, 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 Jake Gyllenhaal sister thing. And I'm just sitting here like. Yeah, you can just say, I don't think she, like I said on the podcast here, way back I said, yeah, I thought Katie Holmes looked better. I thought she, you know, these motherfuckers just going for the gusto. How how Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent fighting over a bitch that looked like a turtle. What's wrong with y'all? Like, <laughs> what? what? And it's like, Katie Holmes don't look, it's, beauty is subjective. And this whole Katie Holmes, like, she all right. And we seen Maggie Gyllenhaal, I seen her in enough movies to see why people will fight over. I seen the deuce. I seen the secretary. Yeah. Ain't spade to this goddamn mind. It's I, like we acting like we didn't see Man of Steel. We acting like we didn't see Superman. Hey. Like, come on now. Like I I've seen the woman that played Lois Lane ooh, and ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah. yeah, all th- all three of them. The Christopher Reeve, the Brandon Roth, and Henry Cavill. And I'll just say it is what it is. Yeah. Um yeah. No, there's one more thing I want to talk about. Snoop Dogg DMX. Oh shit, that shit was so fun. Yes. I don't know why I had on a weeknight. They had on a Wednesday. I'm about to watch wrestling. I saw a um somebody retweet like it's gonna start a thing. Cause versus get professional. They ain't none of this. I can't hear my mic. Yeah. Turn my, turn my headphones up. Like, now nah, they got the same room, everything set up. And it's like two uncles just having fun. That was fun, and you could and you could tell they respect each other. Like, yeah, I did this song because of you, and I'm dancing to your song, and I'm rapping to yours. And one is Glassy DMX healthy, and because there was a time where it was like we ain't know, we did yeah, not know. know. <laughs> and it's amazing how Snoop Dogg knows his how all his lyrics, and it just proved a point. As big as DMX was, and it was a time when, like, for four or five years, he ran rap. I just point out, Snoop Dogg went platinum five years before DMX ever came out, and Snoop Dogg went platinum three years by the time DMX was done. Ain't nobody touching Snoop Dogg discography. Nobody. Nobody. He's imagine if The Undertaker had a career, but at his peak, he was as popular as The Rock. That's Snoop Dogg. I mean, his catalog, his catalog is deep. So and, and that just proved it that night. But even like like uh somebody had tweeted, he's like he didn't even play uh uh he didn't even do um sexual what was it sexual seduction? He didn't even do it's that. Like ten, it's like ten songs he didn't touch. It's a he could have went for another two hours. Like yeah. his between all his stuff, 
his stuff with the Eastsiders and features. Because keep in mind, I start off with deep cover, I'm on a chronic, and then I drop doggy style. Yeah. That's like that's like Larry, that's like Magic Johnson. I'm winning the NCAA championship, win finals MVP, win the title the first year, and win finals MVP. And the my feet, first two years. That's basically Snoop Dogg. Like he went his first album, Doggy Style was a monster. Had two straight duds, then dropped five straight high albums at Old Platinum. Five. And the features. Oh my God! The features like so. No disrespect to DMX because DMX discography can normally touch with most people. I'm like the only people that will come close is probably Jay Z maybe and Drake maybe, depending on how you feel about them. I think Jay Z would. No, because Jay Z. Hell, thing. Jay Z has a lot of hot albums, but it's a hot songs. It's kind of once you get past what. um Black album? I mean, how songs he got? I don't know. I had to have it in front of me. I, I mean, uh, thinking of right now. Unless and you know, add and if you add what he did, like Watch the Throne with Kanye, what seven? He might have two or three all Blueprint three, whatever's all Watch the Throne, and they like four, you know, four forty four. I mean, those you playing in the club? Oh, that's that was those are strictly deep cuts. Those are nothing. One, like, yeah. Those are <laughs> those on for radio. Yeah, like it's a thing. Like Jay Z runs out of steam at a certain spot. Snoop Dogg can go like nine albums deep before he start running duds. Like he's gonna out, he's gonna outlast people. And Drake's the only person that can catch him because he just has so many stuff. But it's kind of like some stuff hot now. It's kind of like three years from now, you gonna play? It might. It's kind. Of, it might be like Nelly syndrome. Yeah, like it, was, it was hot when it's there, but it's kind of like. You know, I'm always make the joke. Candy shop ain't that hot. It's a whole lot of candy shop stuff, stuff in Drake. Like it's hot at the time because Drake is hot now. But you hit a certain point, it's like you know, I'm still playing that. You can still play a lot of Snoop Dogg stuff. Yeah, because Snoop Dogg stuff is definitely stuff you gonna hear from forever. <laughs> I think it's gonna be cookout music if it is already is. There's gonna be cookout music when I'm dead and gone. He got the cheat that he got the best of Dre and the best of Neptunes. True. Yeah. That's a hell of a cheat code. And the good stuff from Master P. Yeah. I mean, it was it was okay. I really won't. I kind of checked out with that whole Master P thing, but he had some you know songs there that I did like. So. No. Not, not the first album he did with Master P. The second, second one. one. Yeah, the second Top one. Dog, yeah. Um, he's yeah, some of them songs hit. When down for my, for whatever start playing, you want to punch somebody. That song still hit. Which, and I just want to laugh. I was like, to wrap it up. When I'm like, is he gonna really do um where the hood at? I was wondering because I was like that song. That song was kind of problematic when it came out, and that was 17 years ago. And I made the jokers like you know, Secret Life of Pets two had that for the um. The trailers. I'm like, somebody not listen to the lyrics of that song. They put it for that movie. So I was born there they going to that song. And, and sure enough, that was his last song. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> and he rapping all the lyrics too. He ain't sense nothing. Good. And I'm just like, Woo. he slipped because people didn't complain that much. I guess people kind of tuned out where they weren't paying attention. Probably. Like you say that for last because you say that song first. Yeah, people would have. Had a lot to say. 
Rightfully so. All right. We know what y'all came for. This week, we are going to do something very special for you because this will be a show that's going to be on the Patreon side. But we're going to give you the first two episodes, season one of Sons of Anarchy. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you. I did not watch this show when it first debuted. You know when I watched this show, when I started to watch this show, when everybody told me the last season was about to start, I was like, you don't watch that show? I can't believe you don't watch that show. And somebody was like, here, here go season one. They gave me, see, they gave me every season to watch on DVD. And I just gobbled it up. And I was like, what the fuck was I doing? And so I had to record the let's say season seven and then watch it once I caught up. So I, I, after everybody had watched it, I was like at the, you know, late watching at the end, but man, that was a hell of a show. So how about you? I caught it around season four. About to play catch up. Cause I had coworkers you talked about all the time and I worked with women who lusted after Charlie Hunman. <sighs> Jesus. Like he was one of those, you know, previous white men that that black women like. That's currently Joseph Sakura, aka Tommy from Power. Like there's always one that pop up every five years. And when Sons of Anarchy was out, apparently he had the crown. So that's when I heard about. Cause I heard people like it wasn't a super popular show, but people who liked it really liked it. And I heard about it. I saw previews for it because I would watch other stuff for FX. I'm like, let me go ahead and give it a try. You know, from the guy, you know, guy wrote for the shield and everything like that. So I watched it. I'm like, oh, it's like Kurt Sutter, like Vince Russo. He's like, all right, I can do my own shit now. Yeah. I'm going to take the shield and make it white and more racist, but nuanced racist where everybody hate everybody. Oh, boy. And this is only season one, but you got a, you got a good taste of where this show is um. <laughs> where it's going in the first two episodes yeah and it's funny to see like the like the cast is is a interesting cast because i look at it kind of like some people were made by the show some people were elevated by the show some people were enhanced by working on the show and some people just stayed the same like charlie humman became a movie star yeah. like he did you know he did this and the next thing you know he's doing pacific rim and he and he King Arthur. I, 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 don't he, I don't think he found his one yet. I don't think he found that movie yet. But you know he'll find. He it. he has Colin Farrell syndrome, where it's like he's best as a character actor, but he looks like a movie star. So they try to make him like a movie star. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's so that's him. Maggie Sith. She goes from doing this. To popping up on billions and I guess her whole niche is I'm going to be better and way more out the league than the men I'm with like they don't deserve me but I'm going to give them love anyway and it's just funny where it's feel like watching it now it's hilarious because like she's slumming it because it's like she way like she way better than this trash she is hanging with um and then your boy Juice oh boy Poor Juice Theo Rossi, and it's funny. Like he was—he not even part of the cast when season one drops. He's like you know guest star, special guest star. Like yeah. I'm just you know, I'm here on my ten day contract. Yeah, he to me he stayed the same. Like I don't think this show you know. He I guess he I got mean, no. Wait, think about this. He does. He was 
Think about it. when he's on this show, he's not part of the cast. He becomes added to the cast, becomes one of the most important persons, and then he's on Luke Cage. And one of the best parts on Luke Cage when he's on there. And then he does movies. Yeah, I guess. I still don't I don't know. I, I, I guess every time I look at him, I just say, Oh, they go juice. Punk ass. But he has a <laughs> he has a career. Yeah. Um, um, the last, a lot of the people you see on the show, you you may not have seen them since. I feel like I want to say I no. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking. He's thinking that. that like, oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. I know you see a lot like I'm trying to think of just the first season alone. I'm trying to think of a dude to play Opie. Have I seen him in something else? No. Probably yeah. haven't. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't, I don't think like I've seen some, Like in some people that like Tommy Flanagan was the dude with the scar in his face and then he became Tommy Flanagan because of the show. Because keep in mind, Tommy Flanagan was in Face Off and Gladiator. Yeah, we talked about and that. He, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know who that was. I'm like, oh, this guy with this funny scar on his face. Like, he was a whole lot of stuff, but it was like, oh, the guy with a scar on his face. And then Chibs. Probably one of the few people that's actually like, you know, you can root for and not feel bad about on the entire run of the show. And because of the show, now he's Tommy Flanagan, where it's like, you know who he is, and he can show up as like the villain, like Wu Assassins. And it somehow makes sense. One day we'll have to do that show because I love that show. That show is goofy as hell. Um, Emilio Rivera is like, oh, that's the guy they get when they can't get Cliff Curtis. And they need, they need a, <laughs> a Latin gangster. That's who he used to be because he pops up in this. He pops up in Collateral. And now it's like you see him in Venom. You know who he is. You see him on Mayans. Like, he's a name now because of this. And Peg Bundy herself. Yeah, this was this was so different. This was this was I was like, damn, I you know, I know she was Peg Bundy, but shit, she can act her ass. She had it like this, yes. Kurt Sutter's wife. Yeah. So I'm like, it's funny, like if you see her in this or that John Ritter show, um, it's like, oh shit, comedy actors, they like that. And you see her in this is like, this the way y'all talk about Skylar, no, 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 no. It is you know, Teller <laughs> is a monster. Let's we, get this out the way before we get to. She's a monster. We got to stop. Even myself, I got to stop doing that Skylar shit. Like I, I understand where people's hate comes from is because they want to cheer Walter. They want, they want to cheer the bad guy, just like the Scarface bullshit. But the she, rea- messed, she messed up his fun. I mean, but she was uh, the one thing I will say. Skylar was she was shaky, man. She was shaky. Is she was, But uh, with valid reason. True. I'm like, yeah, she moving shaky because her husband is a mass murdering drug dealer who just fought because he have a health plan. Listen, man. Walter White was out there. He, he, he was just, no, Walter White was no. doing what he can. Come on, man. Let's get back to this, bro. <laughs> never, I always get mad at somebody how Mike knows. I'm like, no. no. Nothing wrong with Skyler but she married the wrong damn man. Walter White was a monster. Now, a greedy ass monster who starts smelling himself is like, yeah, I got the juice now. But anyway, yeah, all jokes aside, yeah, to, we should talk about her, Gemma. Yeah, if it's one way to describe Sons of Anarchy, people describe it like Hamlet, and a better description for the less inclined of us is kind of like Jack Teller stuck in worlds. He's like, he got Stringer Bell syndrome. He knows the path he's doing ain't the path for him. Mm-hmm. He knows something better. He started listening like the legacy of his dad's like it's a better path for the club. I could be living a better life. But it's way, it's way too many people that's like, nah, 
I like things the way they are because it worked for me, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep running it that way. And he never escaped it. Yeah. As much as he tries, and the more he tries, the more he gets you know roped in. Um, I will say with this before we jump into the actual pilot episode, first episode, I do like I do do like the way they set up the main characters. Because I already know what happens, and you know I'm not going to jump or talk about that. But seeing how everybody was positioned in the beginning was great. Because you saw where Jax was, where he is, and you kind of the opening scene was great. Because I was like, "Oh shit, that's how that shit ended." I was just like, "Oh shit," I was like, "Oh shit," you know. I didn't realize it when I got to that final thing. I was like, "Oh, that was pretty cool." But anyway. You get your uh, basic player set up is uh, Jax, Gemma, and uh, Clay. And I guess I, you would say Tara. I guess you would say she, yeah, she's a major player. But, she, but you don't know yet. Yeah, you don't know. But what I'm saying is looking at it now, you see they were putting they were putting them already in position. Like, these are four characters that you going to need to pay attention to. Yeah. You know the funny thing about the pilot and Clay? Scott Glenn was originally cast as that role. And then they changed their mind and recast it. I I did not know that. I didn't know that until I was looking up research today. And I'm like, yeah, it's a completely different show. Because, yeah, we ain't talking about Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman a G. (laughs) And that's all it. Ron Perlman was a name when this show came out. I was like, oh, that's Hellboy. Yep. Like, Hellboy already came out. So it was like, you know... That's the dude from Beauty and the Beast. That's the dude from Blade. That's Hellboy. Like he already had a career, and he's like he's on this FX show. Rob Perlman. I remember always being weird. Why? When I said a, saw like the stuff, I'm like, why is Rob Perlman? That's back when like movie stars wasn't doing TV like that. I'm like, why is he on FX on this bike show? Rob Perlman is the Hollywood's Kevin Nash. He ain't turning down no check. No, he is not because he works. He's been in good movies. He's been in bad movies. He's been in movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, I see him just pop up on movie TV shows. And it's not like um, I'm this hair like Bruce Willis. Like, I'm sleepwalking through it. Oh, no. He like, goes not there, not there. Like, no. When he's in there, he's having fun. Or he's actually putting work in. That's one thing you can't he's say a, about He's in your favorite movie. Yeah, Hipster Classic Thrive. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's not a hipster movie. You gonna stop saying that shit? That man, Ryan Gosling, he was in a silent movie. He just mumbling and listen. I take swear and somebody with a bat. I saw that movie. I'm like, I guess. But May said, "You got me for five minutes. Within those five minutes, whatever you need me to do, I'll be." I said, "Yo, this very cold on him. After those five minutes, you on your goddamn own." Yeah, drive. I'm like, drive is so overrated. I went to the movie, no. and I'm like, and Absolutely I'm like, not. Absolutely not. Maybe if I, I like, maybe if I was an art major, I would like this. You know what? We're not gonna do this today. We are not gonna do this today. <laughs> I thought about that because I saw a drive. Hey. I saw No Country for Old Men, and I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's the exact reason why. I just like, I just like these people that look cool. And time she get walking around with a gas tank, and everybody like, "Oh, what's that?" That's the exact reason why I have banned Drive from this podcast because <laughs> you are not going to be insulting that movie. Sneaking up, and people got that damn leather coat, looking all looking like a damn 
and a busted biscuit. I, st- I still you, want If you don't feel like Ryan Gosling, don't get that jacket trying to squeeze your fat ass in it. <laughs> you are not going to look right. And I've seen people doing that. I'm like, yeah, you versus the one she said not to worry about. And guess what? You ain't the one she said not to worry about. You, you. You looking raggedy. Look, so, no, I- that drive is fine. We like this. It's a masterpiece. Oh, it's the chef kiss. Wow, it's so beautiful. Whatever is y'all say what y'all want. Y'all watch that when y'all when y'all want to be smart. Well, look at me. I got class. I'm watching Drive. That's what that's what people watch. That's why people watch Drive. It's like, look at me. I'm smart. Listen, man. Drive. Drive is a beautiful, fantastic movie, man. We're not gonna do this today. Now, let's get into the pilot episode. Yes. uh, Where do we start? We'll just let's go for it. I mean, it came out September 3rd, 2008. Wow, 2008. Damn, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it came out like, I thought it came out like earlier than that. So anyway, it's, so we're going to do this different, like we can't recap everything. We're just going to talk about the important things. And things oh, yeah. Learn from this. So the whole plot of the pilot episode is just establish people. And it's like, you know, a Mexican gang. Still some machine guns from the Sons of Anarchy, a biker gang that's Man, stationed in my a fictional town of Charmin, California. And they got to get the guns back because they sold them. They already had them sold to a black gang. Right. That's pretty much it. Oh, and the sub the subplots are uh, Jax's uh, crackhead ex-wife is shooting up and this kid is uh born premature and uh, on a possibly christopher, christopher take me back <sighs> uh dread they mateo they always have her playing like a woman in trouble you know <sighs> and the funny thing is she ends up turning out watching this episode and seeing her now and then seeing how she turns at the end is just hilarious Cause she has probably like the most redeemable character arc of anybody on the show. Yeah, but damn, uh, Gemma, she was not going to make it easy on her. Cause damn, if you ever want to see an evil woman, and this is not even, <laughs> this is not even the tipping point right here. This is just the beginning. What she does is just like some evil shit. Basically, what are we? Oh, Jax's Jax's son is going to be okay because he came out. What his heart was. What's wrong with his heart? I know he had a tear yeah, in like, his stomach. Yeah, heart issues and something else that was going on. He had two separate issues they had to fix. And it was like, yeah, no thanks to your crackhead ass. <laughs> Watching knock yourself off. No, Gemma, Gemma is not necessarily, like, she's evil with a purpose because she loves her family. But at the same time, it's tough love. It's like, I want my son to be strong, not like her punk, not like his punk ass daddy. Yeah, and we okay. So I put this out to Twitter. Nobody answered me. Thanks a lot, motherfuckers. But anyway, so this whole I know somewhere they just went away from it. This whole journal thing with his dad. I'm trying to figure out where did they get go away from this, and maybe I had to just we no, just it's they never did. It was kind of like his whole the whole thing was his father wanted to take the sons somewhere else like you know more law like you know the essence of the club like how i learned in the war and how we was like you know a force of truth a force of justice not just slinging guns and just being a bunch of criminals right and 
Clay and Jim was like, nah. Fuck that. Because I can't get the straight light. Because to be fair, it's kind of like they don't seem like they're equipped to do anything but what they're doing. Yeah. If you, if you don't have the skill set to live a straight life, then saying I'm gonna live a straight life ain't working. You see how you see how Opie was struggling. So it's kind of like it was always that push and tug. And Jackson's kind of like in a different world, a different environment. He could have did that. Cause it's kind of like it's a funny thing with Jack Square. They establish him as kind of like, you know, he'll use violence if necessary because <laughs> he's a high head. Yeah. But at the same time, he's just not gonna do something just to do it. Like he always wanna like fake things out first. And then try to make the best plan. And he busts head with Clay because Clay like stop being soft. Stop all yeah. that thing shit. Clay Clay kept challenging him, like testing him, like, oh go and in the this episode where they go out and go to the Mayans, I guess, base and try to get the guns back and they get the guns back. So they want to, you know, leave an example of, like, don't fuck with us. So they shoot one of the Mayans and then they shoot another one. And basically the guy wasn't dead. And Clay's like, okay, finish him off. He wants to see if Jax is about that life, but he the guy is up dying, and Jax is like, nah, he you know he's dead and it's over with. So he keeps testing him. He keep giving because I noticed that Clay always side eyed him a lot in this episode. Like you acting like your pops. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Jump all the way to the end. We still talking about the beginning. But that's fine. So yeah, so it's you know starts with the mind still the guns and they kill some witnesses. And then police lets the sons know, and Glenn Plummer playing corrupt police officer. <laughs> and it's kind of well, I forgot. And then, you know, it's funny. I forgot that he was in this. Me too. So I'm like, yeah, that's right. Mr. Showgirls himself, Mr. Speed. Oh, he was in Showgirls too, just to let everybody know. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, Showgirls 2 does not exist. As far as <laughs> we talk about it. it really don't. I only saw two minutes, but he was in the first two minutes. So basically, the whole thing is is arson. We can try to hide it because the the sons have you know police people and fire the people under their payroll. You know, under their payroll, some people is like, oh, no, you know, he was getting uh, the police. He didn't have to. He didn't. You know, he didn't have to fire because he gave him extra money. Say, get the chief on yeah. outside. Well, if you can give money for the for the fire department, then you got the fire department because you know enough where this money will handle it. Yeah. Because it's just not like, oh, if I give, you just don't give a stranger money and hope it works out for the best. Because if it don't, you're out of money, then you got attention you're not supposed to get. So the problem is they don't have guns. The guns are already sold. And it's going to have time for them to either get the guns back while dealing with this, these guns be sold to this other gang, <laughs> the One Niners. <laughs> from from um, the Shield. And they are not trying to wait. And you can see the racial dynamics. It's like, you know, kind of like, I don't like you and you don't like me, but we can do business together and let's be cool. And that's basically like the whole racial dynamics of the show. Because it's kind of like, it's funny where the sons aren't, they racist, but it's people that's more racist than them. Yeah. And that's what I I noticed that too. I'm like, okay. Clay's got Clay's and Thor but you know what I always noticed though I never heard Jack say anything yeah Jack seemed like he's past all that like he don't yeah. care and it and it plays off at the end like the very end of the damn series but the rest of them is kind of like um casual thing and it's like it's it's kind of seem like it's just casual there's a lot of casual slurs and stuff like that but it ain't nothing personal it's like you know that's how I grew up it ain't like I'm a white supremacist 
type thing. Yeah. Which is which is which is hilarious to think about. Like, yeah, I'm a bigot, but I ain't a racist. <laughs> yeah. That but that's how it's set up though. You do exactly right about that. Yeah. So basically the 190s use the gun because they got heroin coming in and they need to protect the heroin. So it's like, you know, it's a timeline. Get these guns back. We're gonna be up in you're gonna be up in your hood. Give me this. Uh, he said, "What did he say? What did Clay say?" He said, "Listen here, brother." <laughs> he, he liked well, doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, somebody we left out, and I was trying to figure out we were going to talk about him the first episode, the second episode, and something that I had known but kind of forgot. It's something seriously wrong with Tig. Oh. That's a that's an ongoing thing. Like somebody always saying, like every three episodes, what is wrong with you? And he like nothing. <laughs> yeah, like Kim Coates is funny. The only the only thing other thing I've seen him in is like one of the Resident Evil movies. He's like some asshole uh, movie agent. And seeing him in this is kind of like if Shane was a pervert, he'd be tick. And Shane was perverted, but not yeah. you know, Shane just did perverted things. Tig is on some nah, he on some dark web shit. Yeah, he's he's crazy. <laughs> but he got a good heart, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's a madman, but it's like nah, but he cool though. I, I can't even really describe it. <laughs> Put it like this: his sexual ende- endeavors are out there. Whew, that is an understatement. So the other side story we talked about, like, you know, Jackson's dealing with issues with his ex-wife, Wendy, that's pregnant, that's been missing doctor's appointments, shows up, she OD, got all this, you know, and she fighting it, too, because she don't want to stick herself, and she's looking at the needle, and she's like, don't want to do this, don't get my toes, and everything like that. It's just a shame. It's kind of like, you know how jacked up you got to be knowing you're pregnant, knowing this is wrong, but you're just so addicted, you can't help yourself. That's a level of addiction that's just horrible. And you and she get no sympathy. Except for Futari. Everybody's like, crackhead bitch. <laughs> because they've been dealing with it. Like they've been, you know, I guess they've been through the ups and downs and the whole thing with it. So they kind of like over it. Except you could tell Jack's not over it. He want the best for her. Because you see he was still right there by her bed. But um Yeah, apparently they got apparently they got divorced. They tried it out when she went to rehab and then she relapsed and it's like, nah, I can't do this. So he shows up, she all out to the hospital, and that's when you introduce the tar. Mm. Man, let me tell you something. Yes. If they wanted to tar is a funny thing where it's like she got prior past history. Like it seemed like she used to be a bad girl. She left Charmin, got her life together, then came back. Yeah, because the way they shot it and the way it was done, you knew something like you couldn't tell if she was a friend of the family or it was history there until, you know, the, the episode kept playing out a little bit more until you saw, oh, no, her and Jacks were a thing. Her and Jax were a thing. I guess she left and then Gemma, whatever reason, never liked it because she's like, you always suck. got something clever. You always got something smart to say. <laughs> and then shows like, you know, got the and then it's kind of a show like Tari got a pass because Jimmy pulled his shirt up and she got a tramp stamp. Like, you know, I, I kept this to, so I can know where I came from and it's always behind me. Nah, you can take that <laughs> Jimmy say, you always got some, you was always clever. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, you always, got some, you always got some slick shit to say. Like, you smart. 
And she basically volunteers to deal with surgery because the baby's born 10 weeks too soon. Um, yeah, that is kind of pushing it. It's, I'm somebody working in healthcare. You get around that time, like they said, 20% chance. That's kind of. Yeah, I was a preemie baby. Like, yeah. Born six weeks before I was supposed to be. Yeah, six. Yes. So I had an extra four. <sighs> yeah. The size of, the size of a Nestle water bottle. Scary. Basically. Yeah, it is scary. So, so anyway, trying to figure out what's going on with the guns and why they figure out, you know, Jackson's reading through his old Danny stuff. My son, I'm trying to find a way for the club to find his old days, like his Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna let you do that. I can see that his dad uh, was it John John Teller. You could tell that. He he didn't like the way the road that the club was going, and I guess he wanted to leave something for his son to eventually find and read and understand what was his original vision for the club, and not let it be clouded with what's going on now, what may be going on in current day, because the club you could tell like Jacks always look funny when stuff going on, like when it's violence, and he's kind of like. Yeah, do we got to do this? But he ain't saying nothing. And, and you, let's be clear, Jackson's Jackson's the next president, and everybody mm-hmm. knows it. And he's the vice president right now, and Clay is still kind of like fighting to hold on to that spot uh, within house and like, just like with Brett <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty much where it is. He's uh, he's Brett Favre and old boys Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like I know he's gonna have the next spot, but. I'm just not going to give it to him, and I want to make sure he's ready. And right now, he's kind of leaning away I don't like. And it's kind of like I'm going to rush to do this before my hands go out. Because that's another thing. He's, you finally learn out later, he's arthritis is becoming a thing. And, like, you can't drive. You can't lead nothing. You're going to be like your boy Piney. Just <gasps> got that old air tank on the side. Chill out, man. man. Chill out. <laughs> and getting mad at his punk ass son. Ooh. And who is his son? Opie. 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 Sure. Hey, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. If you gonna be listening to this, I'm riding with Opie all the way to the wheels fall off. Go ahead. Because Opie is like the most tragic him and Juice are the most tragic figures on the show. And it's kinda like Opie's a man, you know, he was in the work through the club, ride or die. Apparently did jail time for the club. Wife kind of salty about that. Gets out, I'm gonna live straight and try to do the right thing. And I'm broke. <laughs> and I'm, you know, he's like, yeah, this life sucks. Ever since I left the club, everything been a shit. But I made a promise to my wife and I ain't going back. It's kind of like, you know, doing straight. And, and it's the whole criminal thing. You try to live it straight and narrow and they don't work. What you going to do? You just going to be broke? Like s- some people, you know, they just accept it. Some people don't accept being poor. Yeah. If I don't have to be, it's like, especially if you, it's different. When you had money, and then you go back to not having money, you ain't gonna be like I'm. I'm cool with that. Like eh, it don't always work that way. Yeah, and I mean, and you, and you can tell in this episode that that was weighing on him a lot because he knew, like, my wife is out here doing doubles, and I'm just doing whatever to get money. You know, the little money. She pretty much is the breadwinner right now, and but she don't want. I can make the money if I want, but. I can't make it that way. And it's just uh-huh. like, fuck, when I'm, he torn. Yeah, like, do I really want to go back to this because I missed the club, but I still got some 
you know, past issues. I'm with the club, cool with me. And I know my wife ain't cool with the club. And even she bouncing, she ended up bouncing checks at the supermarket. But that's neither here nor there. But that's the whole tie up. And they basically need him because he's, you know, explosive expert. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know, because they basically the whole plan is once Juice finds out where the mines are, their plan is get the guns back and blow up their warehouse. And they need somebody to do it. So Opie's you no, know, I guess Opie was on a mission like that, got caught, did five years, and kind of felt a certain way. And like, I don't know if I want to go back to ways like that. Like, all right. And Jackson's in the thing where it's kind of like he knows Opie don't want to go back. Yeah. Because let's be but clear, he, that's his best friend. So he kind of, yeah. they know each other. Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, I, I got responsibilities, but I don't want to drag him to something I don't want to do. But I also know Clay don't give a rat's ass. Like, he will drag him to hell if necessary. So it's kind of like trying to find a balance in that. And Clay's whole thing is, if you got this alternate plan, it better work. Because if it don't work, it's on you. And Clay ain't necessarily wrong either. It's like, you know, I told you to do this whole thing. you like, nah, I got a better way, and your better way don't work. Then I guess it ain't better. And now you're putting everybody at risk because you want to be, you know, a hero. <laughs> but, babe, all, all Jackson's trying to do is stop the violence. That's all he's really trying to do. Mm-hmm. Keep the peace at the minimum. And cause you, as you see, as the episodes go on and as the seasons go, you can see a point. He just like, he just want peace. That's all the motherfucker want. But, you know, it's kind of hard living that life, so. Yeah, and that's a thing because it becomes a thing where, you know, Jackson's like, hey, why don't we take our money? Y'all talking about rebuild the whole guns. Let's do something else. Let's make some more money and clearly, like, one step at a time. Gemma, like, got to get the claws of his dad. You got to get the claws of his daddy off of him. He can't okay. be soft like his father. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you two questions. The first mm-hmm. question is, did she really like John Teller? She might have in the beginning. Okay. And I think once he started, I think what happened with is power syndrome. The same thing happened with Ghost and Tasha, where it's like Ghost wanted to do a certain thing, and Tasha was like, I'm, I like the life I like. Why are you changing stuff? And I think the same thing happened with John was like, I could find a better way. She's like, what's better? You What's the, what's the line from when was that? You're doing all this to sit in a box. <laughs> yeah, it's like Gemma was fine with how things were. John wasn't. And Gemma was like, I like how things go in the way it is. And apparently Clay is too. And we kind of dancing around it because we didn't get to there. But it's kind of like it's a thing. Yeah. So basically Clay is married to Gemma. And he's basically like, so not only is he the president, he's kind of like, you know, Jack's stepdad. Uh, and it's this whole fraught thing. Like, I mean, technically, it's different when you grow when you're grown up, but it's like, you know, yeah, that's there. I, like they gotta they have this tense relationship that you know this. I would I would like it's tough love. What I wrote down was I put more of an uncle father figure. That role, I guess, because he know he had a dad or whatever. But if, um, if I'm knocking down your mom, ain't no uncle shit going on. Yeah, Call but me. what I'm saying is Jackson's oh, Mister. <laughs> no. Jax is so, you know, he's older now, so it's kind of like, yeah, but I'm going to do this, and he's already about to be in the position of being a president, so it's kind of like, I hear you, but I ain't really rocking call with me, you like that. Call me son, call me Mr. Clay. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that is basically that ongoing thing in, and it's kind of like Gemma's concerned because like oh he talking about his daddy again man I'm like yo she be shitting on him nip that shit in the bud and bring him in and be like Gemma wants her son to be like her husband but okay that's fine and that's cool you know what? We, nah, I'm not even gonna dive into it. I understand it. This is the first episode, so yeah, we we gonna let it rock out the way and play out. I get it. I ain't saying it's right because it's definitely not right. I'm just saying what her mindset is. Just feel like she need that type of strength, and she saw what happened to her husband taking that path and where, and she didn't want it for the man she was married. So why would she want it for her son? Let's be clear. Clay was fucking um Jimba behind uh, John's back. It had to be. Had to be. I mean, I wouldn't be that surprised Clay seen that type. Yeah, he was. Uh-huh. He's I, seen that type when we doing something like that. It seemed like there's a lot of, you know, and we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> See, I just think it's a lot. And I always hate movies and TV shows that do that. The best friend in the background either becomes the 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 stepfather or the new boyfriend or, or new uh, husband. That shit always just irritated me. I don't know why. Because it seemed like it was a trope there for a while today, what you to always do. So, so it, it happens in real it happens in life a lot. Yeah, I get it. It's about history. So tropes tropes are tropes for reasons because they are used because they had a level of effectiveness. Yeah, I just I don't know, just always irritated me. And this one was I I I think I enjoyed this one more because of the club dynamic and how it played out and how, you know, okay, she was married to the, I guess he was the leader. He was the president. And I guess Clay took over. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it fits like this trope fits the story that they tell him. Yeah. Because otherwise it's like, why would they have a tight, you know, why would they do this? Yeah, sometimes it's done just to be done. Like, oh, ooh. <laughs> it is well, no payoff. So, well, Stop hating Dirty Mac. <laughs> Listen, I watched The Office, so I know all about Dirty Mac. I bet you, I bet you do. So that is a whole that is a whole issue going on. And an added wrinkle to it is they kind of find out that oh, somebody from the Nordics just got a jail because they're trying to figure out who sold Wendy the drug the drugs. And it's like a dude. The Nordics like a white supremacist gang. They sell meth. And it's like you can sling this shit anywhere else. Don't sling it in Charmin. Yeah, because Jackson's feeling a certain way. Like somebody, somebody sold drugs to my pregnant ex-wife, and homie is like, eh, "What's this business? How's your family doing?" By the way, mm-hmm. get, yoked, get yoked up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, you gotta get my favorite part. Sorry, folks. Go back to your yeah. corn dogs. It won't happen to kids. Talking all that shit like Tig ain't right behind you, putting you in the damn. <laughs> oh damn. shit! The Koji clutch, like you about to go to sleep. Not to mention before this, Jacks uh beat the shit out of the dude that was selling the drugs to him. And took one of his balls. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's the type of uh, guy Jax is. Don't fuck with him. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. It's kind of like you're going to sell that stuff, sell it. And basically their whole thing is, you come to find out later, they're trying to sell this stuff in the Charmin, and they want to use the mines as like assistance and muscle. So they're working together. They don't, and they don't like the mines either because they're like, no, I don't work with Mexicans, basically. Yeah, like it's they're kinda, wet back. It's a whole bunch of, I don't like you, and you don't like me, but we do business. There's a lot of slurs going around. Yeah. A whole bunch. 
It's listen. A lot of these people are only out here for the green. As long as there's money involved, they'll work together. Other than that, we're gonna sling these racist remarks against each other. Mm-hmm. And so they basically their whole so Jax's ish plan is kind of like I'm gonna get the the weapons from Opie and I'll do it myself. Cause Bobby would normally do it. My man from the Dark Knight, Mark Boone Jr., my man from Too Fast, Too Furious, always playing a crooked cop. Funny about that. Carveron was about to about to have rats eat his ass. <laughs> I forgot yeah, all Bob, about that. Yeah, you forgot, didn't you? That's who that is. Yes. Oh shit. So Bobby would normally be like the alternate person to do it, but he got money to make because he got a, you know, he got a side gig. He got to take care of Alamon with two ex-wives. And that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, can't have him slipping around the money. So you got to take care of that. And he basically make money. And this is the type of show some, some of the anarchy is. He makes money being an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Left field shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, I never expected that. Yeah. And he goes up there with his man, you know, the prospect half sack. Who basically he's called that name because he lost the ball in the war. Yeah, Oof. these are these are Shakespeare Shakespeare people that work in the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, he goes to his gig, finds out it's stolen because a Korean Elvis is there, and apparently got a lot of people like Asian tourists on the bus. It's like, hey, like him. Sorry, see you next time. Can't mess with Bobby Money. They jump Korean Elvis. Oh, where's she going? Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> hey, whoop his ass. He's trying to make a living. They whipped his ass. He, he just out here trying to make a living. You get your ass whipped. Just trying to make a living. So that happens. Bobby makes his money like that. So Jax is there and makes an excuse like, you know, say you had to take one of the kids that was sick. Do something like that. You know, make up with the excuse like that. Because Donna find out, oh. You back in the club? <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear uh, an angry wife, just think of an angry You've done everything wrong that she told you not to do, and now she's on you the You know they left you in jail. I thought I told you about this shit. We the don't son need them. your family. I'm your family. We don't need Come them. On, you know. We don't need them. Damn it, I broke. You broke. <laughs> Why can't I take the car? I got it. Yeah, because they talk about... Why y'all take my ride? Oh, you know, I'm behind in my car. I take out the garage. They're going to repo it. That's a level poor. Yeah, when you, you duck it. Your, you got to hide your whip. You got to stay in the house. Because, you know, as soon as you leave the crib, they taking your shit. And you're on some uh, juvenile harm stuff. <laughs> that's a level poverty. That's, that is tough. So that's going on. So basically, the whole thing is I'll do it. And Clay is like, Nah, about this shit. I don't, like I don't know. We got this look like you know, here go here go college boy <laughs> doing his hero shit again. Yeah, nah, man, you stay here. Take your kid to the hospital. Uh, make sure you get the paperwork because you know uh, Clay gonna check up on that shit. Say yo, her kid hit his head or some shit. Yeah. So basically, they get there. They show up at the club. They kill a few people. Got the mind vest on, and they kill somebody. That got you know a white a swastika tattoo. It was like, oh, so they working together, and that's what gets the part where it's like, you know, why don't you finish it? Go ahead, college boy. Oh, side on them too, like you better do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like you gonna hit them with the that, the right hand of God, hell boy, <laughs> if you didn't. 
but he probably had that shit on the back of the bike. So he was about, and it's funny, like, you're not sure if he's going to or about to. Like, he didn't want to, but, like, he dies before he had to make the choice. He's like, oh, it's finished. And Clay, like, uh, I don't know about this motherfucker. Oh, how do we forget? And just to establish to you that they wanted to lean into uh, who Jax was, man, the first two minutes, man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Riding on the bike, all the women like, whoo! All the women are all coming, like spooning. He had the shell tops, clean. It's like he kept a fresh pair every episode. I'm like, how? You drive a bike. Your white sneakers never got a smudge. This motherfucker pulls up to a grocery store at the beginning. And I guess the girl knows him. She's like, damn, won't you just buy these condoms in bundles? <laughs> this man says, and I quote, it keeps me humble buying them in boxes. Buy one box. It keeps me humble. Yeah. Word. Because <laughs> you know the whole thing. Well, you know you got it. You remember? I, I, when you know you got it. You ain't got to tell everybody. Yeah. He, I mean, you don't got to hide it. You just like, yeah. Oh. Like, I, I know why I am. He got that Bruce Lee energy. When you Bruce Lee, you know you Bruce Lee. You ain't got to tell everybody I'm Bruce Lee, but you ain't got to lie like, nah. Got hands like, of course, I got hands. Yeah. If I told you I did, you know, I'm trying to pull a shit like, yeah, you know, Jackson. Jack's got a few. I'm all right, Jack. Like, he just walk around on the bike and he know how he look, especially around the and think about the people he around. He around Bobby and Tig and Chiz <laughs> with a, a damn spoon scar on your face and Clay look like Frankenstein's monster. I mean, of course, you're gonna be looking. I'm like, and Small ass Jax was out here. He was winning. That's all I know. But they like made Steph, sure to like lean Steph into Marbury it. Steph Marbury in China. Yeah, he did. Yeah. If, if Steph was in his prime, like if Steph was in China at like 25, that's how Jax was. Just looking there chilling when we just swooning. And we, yes, we get to it more on episode two. Uh, so, so, you know, they blow up the explosive. All well that ends well. They get the guns back. There you goes know, Clay like the plan. It's like, you know, and Clay was kind of like, this your plan? You got to fix the plan. You mad because you got to take responsibility? Talk because Jack's like, I don't know if I want to shoot anybody. And Clay like, you should have thought about that. College boy. <laughs> oh, shit. Clay, Clay teaching the right lessons. No, he ain't. That's it? No. If you had a plan and this is your plan, and your plan goes sideways, it is consequences of that. And you have to fix the consequences. That is part, part of being a man. Yes. In this particular situation, the lesson that he was teaching was right. Clay is an asshole. Let's come on. Clay is a racist bastard. He's conniving and he's backstabbing. But when he normally teaches lessons to Jax, there's a point to it. And that was his point. Yeah, it's a Clay point, a, but it's always... Clay had a plan, and Jax was like, no, I got a better plan. And so Clay's like, all right, show me it's better. And you got to show it all the way. And like, oops, oops, I guess he was right. We're going back to yours. That ain't how it worked. I guess. I just totally hate the character of Clay, so I'm trying to see it from your objective. Your, you can hate your the character of Clay and still acknowledge that, you know, it's, it's a method to his man. I just, just feel like his, just I just feel like his method was more of I need to know which side of the line you on. That was more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know if you're going to bust this gun. If you ain't going to bust this gun, I'm going to get you out of the paint. Yeah. So, anyway, all well that ends well. And 
<laughs> oh, and then we get to the end. Just to see how Gemma really rolled. You talking about Clay being something? So Gemma show up and Wendy like, "Yeah, your son's safe. No thanks to you, you fucking chucky." <laughs> no, she put. She's let's pray to God. Let's, let's pray to God first. <laughs> no, first because Wendy is not like you know, I'll be clean. I'm gonna do everything like that. And Gemma's like, "Oh, okay. You want to pray? You know, everything like that's fine." But it's like, nah. You can go ahead and be clean, and you gonna be because of baby. Because this going our baby. Yeah, so the baby did survive the uh, two surgeries it had. Yeah, it's not talking about going to try to get custody, and you know, because we'll kill you if we do. But pray on it. Let me hear this Bible. They got a syringe in it. Yeah, so basically, she wanted to shoot up again. Yeah, kind of like, I mean, she just went through all that, and Gemma's like, ah, you ain't getting your baby back if you try. I'll fucking kill you. I guess she ain't got nothing to live for. Just in case you want a way out, here you go. Yes, Gemma is as subtle as a sledgehammer to the face. And you just think about, you know, mm. it's on, it only gets worse. Bundy moved, Bundy moved differently once Al died. <laughs> you stupid. So the episode ends with her, the wife Odin, the ex-wife Odin, and the baby uh, Jack's finally going to see the baby. Oh, and Jax and Tara hugging each other, everything cool, and then Tara knows the blood on herself. It's like, oh, Go clean yourself up. Yes, she know what it is. Yeah, she knows. That's how she rolled. And then Jack finally in there. Jax is in there. You see him like concerned. And it's funny. It's make Jax like the ultimate anti-hero. You know, he got compassion. He's got a heart. He cares about his son. He's trying to do the right thing. Of course, women gonna love him. He's like, you know, <laughs> he just looks the way he looks. He just got heart of gold. He's modest, but he ain't fake about it and everything and it's just set up where it's kind of like this is our hero and these are the people trying to bring our hero down it's kind of like of course you're gonna root for Jax with his parents wait come on this ain't Game of Thrones where it's like yeah I root for a bad woman because they're charismatic we ain't reached that point yet this is like Gemma goddamn monster yeah she definitely is she's a damn um X-Men villain <laughs> if I ever see one with no redeeming characters uh-huh. I mean I guess you want to say well no I'll say her love for her family but it's also her love for her family is her downfall too but it's funny how that works it's loving too hard There's a lot of times that work a lot of people do that I love too hard I'm trying to I want the best for my family and the best is what I say so it's my rules it's like, it's, Mm-hmm. So how do we pull up to uh, episode two? Let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. I mean, episode one does a does lays a lot of seeds. Even though it's funny, the next episode is called Seeds, but episode one lays a lot of information about how the show goes. So, like I said, you get the four characters. You have the Clay and Jack's dynamic as far as the president, VP, father and son figure, uh, and you also have Gemma and Tara. Uh, their whole thing and also Opie in the club and his family so that's a tug and pull thing and what am I am I missing no just there's normal things going yeah. on with the club like prospects and what they got to deal with because one of the prospects got to deal with a dare head oh, nice. forgot to get it out and then they cut it and leave it I don't eat meat and they like nah don't trust nobody I don't eat meat you're passionate <laughs> 
Uh, it's, fun. it's funny that they went there. So, But a curious thing, so I'm looking at the viewers, like the average viewers, and it's funny how the show goes because, like, season one, it starts off, it's, like, average, like, 2.1 million viewers. Season two is 3.6. Season three is 3.2. Season four is 5.4. And then season five drops to 4.3. Season six is 7.4. Yeah, so it was a big jump where you start averaging the twos and the threes, and then you hit five, you drop down four, then you hit seven, and then season seven. Yeah, yeah, because that's when it got, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then season seven drops down to four. So something happened between five. I guess five was enough that got people into six. And maybe when we get into it, we'll talk about. But that's a big ad. I think I remember. I think I. I think I remember that whole season six was the whole juice thing. If I remember correct, yeah, yeah, that's the whole juice thing. So yeah, I can see why that was the most watched one because shit was getting hot. Mm Hmm. So anyway. So we get episode two. So basically episode two is cleaning up the aftermath of episode one. It's like you got these bodies that's burned in there and you would think, oh, why is it the problem? Oh, it's two, it's two, you know, two undocumented immigrants that are found by the deputy chief, David Hale, who's, you know, under chief Wayne Unser, who's about to retire because he got cancer. He got to deal with the sons, but, you know, the deputy chief's like, nah, I'll do this whole deal stuff, some, this old biker shit. Man, God, it's a thing of the past. We try to clean things up in the 20th century. Why are these undocumented immigrants that are found that discover why they issue? Because your boy Tig was was hiding them in and hiding immigration. And why was he doing that? Because he was knocking them down. No, hey, no rubbers. All the way. They got they got, t- they got little tiggy juice in you. <laughs> yeah, he waits. Right. He, he waits an episode to tell Clay this. Like, bro, you could have told this a long time ago. Jesus Christ! And that's the favorite. The favorite swear word you're gonna hear is Jesus Christ. They normally say about three to four times an episode. And just think about that. And they not. And you know the funny thing is, the club is more like. What's wrong with you? Not like shunning him because he knocking out men. It's just kind of like you got issues. Yeah. Like they, it's funny how they just accept Tate, like, eh, take the way he do. Progressive in that way. In a way you normally think be like that type of club, anything like that, kind of like you would think they'd be frowned upon. And them it's like, ah, oh, take this while he wild him out. So that is the whole thing. So they and the reason they got to get the body is kind of like you know, Tig's been the system. So they find DNA. They say you find a gut full of Tig in them, and then they start investigating him. And the ATF and DNA be out there sniffing our stuff. So we got to get rid of the bodies. They don't want that problems. Trying to stay off the radar. So yeah. So the deal is, Wayne is like you know, keep your deputy chief off our back. It will help you run your delivery trucks. Well, you know, uh, my wife, nobody wants, you know, I'm about to leave. There's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, got the cash agents. I told the city, I told the wife, oh, yeah. 
My boy Unser just be trying like two days to retire it. Man, I'm gonna tell you something. They do that the whole damn. They do that the whole damn series. I'm gonna tell you something about Unser, man. I felt sorry for that man because boy, whew. Hey, I seen a lot of motherfuckers used in my life, <laughs> but not like Unser. They, they, oh, Jimba, ooh, she had him too. She knew she had him. But anyway, let's go. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's funny where it seemed like Clay and Unser been working together for a long time. But they ain't necessarily like, you know, buddy, buddy. It's like, I thought we was friends. Like, no, no money. Look at you. She was like, pow. <laughs> so, because he ended up, spoiler alert, he basically double crossed Unser. Because Unser's like, you know, you watch one of my trucks and everything be all cool. I'll help you out. And Clay's like, nah, how about I just show you, like, you keep doing what you sold to do or someone will keep having to see your trucks. You're going to stay on for six, six, six more months. You must get shit together. Keep this new boy off our back. Cause new boy see Jack's like, oh, I heard something going on. This explosion. No, and Jack's like, it's a free country. It's America. Yeah, go do what you got to do. Yeah, Jack's so cool. No, I mean, go ahead and see me if you want. Yeah, he cool as a bitch. Like he ain't sweating it. Like, all right, whatever. Wrap myself. I mean, he wraps himself in the flag of America. And yeah, it's a whole lot of patriotism. Ugh. I mean, we don't even got to yeah. get to. We can that, skip that. that play a, and it's funny that play a lot different in 2020. And that's all we got to say. Because I, I brought it to somebody at work. I'm like, they're like, oh, what's wrong with Patriots? I'm like, if you're waiting out by the highway and need help and a pickup truck drive by, you may feel a certain way. If they drive by with an American flag, I bet you feel a lot different. And you may not feel safer. That's all you need to know about American patriotism. The fact that if you see a flag, your face brown up. And why would your face frown though? Because I doubt you go to other countries, you see a flavor. Like, oh, I don't know about them. Yeah, it's <laughs> but here, sure. I ain't never see somebody that just riding around a whole bunch of flat in their truck in their house. They like somebody would hang out at a barbecue with. Not once. Yeah, I ain't too sure how you roll, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, they're trying to figure out the way how they go on, you know, distract the cops to dig up the cadavers and burn them. So they get my man half set to mo- find some other ones, and leave them out in public. <laughs> so they see them, so they distracted with them while they do this. I'm like, damn, that's that's kind of Sam Pro do whatever they gotta do. Yeah, they definitely do that. They they. Listen, it's a lot of things. Whenever something need to get done, they're going to do it. Somebody in that crew going to do it. Mm-hmm. They did it. Half second. Like, that's all you got to do. Be a prospect. Somebody tell you to do what you do it. They're like, how am I going to do it? Figure it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. You want to you be a son? You're going to do it, I guess. Figure it out. So... So that's there. Another side point that's going on is like Tara's like, oh, because Jim was like, oh, what's happening with Wendy? Oh, you know, Wendy's doing fine. She's still in sedation. You know, it's funny when I talked to her, she said she wanted to live. Funny what happened. All of a sudden, she overdosed. And Jim was like, I don't know. Maybe she changed her mind. Like Tara's like, maybe somebody talked to her and changed her mind. Well, what are you trying to say, you little bitch? <laughs> <laughs> the detective is like, oh no, I'm just here. Oh, thank God you said that doctor, that detective, just out here trying to find out what's going on. You need to focus on yourself. 
you know, but you all right because you saved my grandson. So I guess you okay. That's all I care about, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, they just had smoke from beginning to end. Yeah. That smoke never dissipated. Never. Because she, she probably feel like Tara, like the type of person that lead my Jacks away because she too damn smart for her own good and Jacks too damn smart. So, I mean, she ain't wrong either, but that's, that's neither here nor there. So another plot point is the Nords and the Mines is like, you know, get back, basically, your wet backs so will be giving protection. I'm just trying to sing this stuff. It's like, you know, you ain't worried about it. You lost your guns. You lost your men. <laughs> and my man, Alvarez, like Apocalypse, I always believe in survival of the fittest. <laughs> so they, oh, they died. I guess they wasn't good enough. <laughs> and I was like, I forgot. You know the funny thing is, I had to up. I forgot Alvarez like ruthless like that. Like he was just because it was kind of like he was an adversary but not an enemy. Yeah. And seeing him on mines now, but I guess he's more mellowed out, laid back. I forgot. I was like, he was basically like, oh, you no, know, we we'll get the guns back. This is this long term business. People die, huh? Wait a minute. Question. died. Mayans is after Sons, right? This is everything yes. after. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yes. Mayans is after Sons. Okay. And the stuff, you know, Mayans lays down the foundation. No, Sons lays down the foundation for Mayans, but Mayans mm-hmm. happens after Sons. Although they have flashbacks that happen during the sun, same time during Sons. Okay. Like I said, I didn't yeah. get far. I, I, I really didn't get far in the se- uh, first season, so. Yeah, that's fine. You didn't say you have to. So. So this whole, so this season is more, this episode is more kind of like fleshing out other people. You basically flesh out, you know, how Tig rolls and everything <laughs> like that. And how the importance of family, because it's kind of like, you know, Opie is a big thing here, where it's kind of like it's a push and pull, because he's thinking about wanting to get back to the club. He realized that Piney is Opie's dad, because you find out, oh, I'm, I'm behind three months on, like, my car. Yeah, man. Like, I, Grow a dick. Yeah. Grow a dick, stop complaining. You know, I just paid off my deductible. I'm broke. Yo. You know, that's the most funniest thing to hear because that's what I used to always hear from my dad, good or bad, no matter the shit he said to me. It's just like, I just remember him vividly saying, like, when I was 17, 18, oh, be a man, go get a job, <laughs> you know, do something. And I'm just like, he said, you can't ask me for money all the time. And that shit used to piss me off. But now as a grown man, I'm like, I may didn't like the way it came out, but I understand now what he was saying. So yeah, that kind of hit when he died. That kind of hit when uh, Opie Dad was talking that shit to him. I mean, yeah, and I guess this whole thing is there's some beef there because he kind of left. He kind of like left the club on less than best terms. So he wondered if like you know Clay mad at him. Yeah. He mad at or he mad at Clay, and you know. His wife is all mad. Like, you think I'm going back? It's she talking all this high horse stuff. She going to the grocery store, bouncing checks. Like, you know what that shit is? Check out the pod twice. Can't take it again. You know what that shit is? The shit is basically, I'm mad at you for decisions that you made that got you in jail. Well, I'm mad at mm-hmm. you because you know what I need to do, but you won't let me do it. So all that shit in the house is just cycling. So it's just it's just like beef. They covering it up, but it's just beef. Like. Yo, you I know mean, what I need to do. It's a reason on both sides. You know, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, yo, living that life got you in this in the first place. And you like living that life. We ain't had to worry about getting bread because 
you know, she in there, she's like, oh, I gotta pay cash. She putting shit back. <laughs> and Jim was like, oh, what's all this? Don't it ain't charity. It's just what we do. Sons look out for each other. Like, that's your fan. Like, that's not that bad thing. <laughs> I pay, okay, I ain't bang studs. And it, it seems like, okay, for me, it seems like that she's more mad that the sons didn't, you know, they probably, you know, Opie had to serve all that time and it was just like, you know, Opie just rolled it out. Like, you know, I don't talk. You know, I just ride out the time. And she wanted more like, y'all should have did more for us or y'all should have been there for me. I don't know what it is. She just feel like it's a lot of lot of tension with her in the club. She feel like she's suffering because of the action of the club and the club trying to be like, you know, we y'all ain't suffering. You be with the club. And she's like, no. He's doing all this because of the club. Like, he was in jail. He did time for y'all. And now he trying to, you know, Bounce back in like that, and you find me here on Robin Hood. And she and Jim like, bitch, you broke. <laughs> like you know, tell Opie we having dinner and stuff like that, and you know, hurry up because this whole this nice shit only goes so far. I forgot the line she said, but it's kind of like this Mother Teresa shit, you know, got limits. Yeah, Gemma only gonna be nice for so long, then Gemma gonna be Gemma. So it's like, look, this ain't charity. This is how we roll. This is a family. Look out for each other. Get your head out your ass. You can barely afford a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Shit, you better take that money and shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, it's like pride is fine, but pride is a motherfucker. And I yeah. believe me, I know like, pride is like a motherfucker. Like Van Damme and Hard Target. He had pride too, but he's still still in suit. Yeah, you gotta eat. Let me tell you something. You see them motherfuckers that be spinning signs in front of stores? Yeah, they need money. Yeah, fuck like, You know, and I was people talking about oh, you know your bums are scammers. I'm like, some of them might be, but it's kind of like it take a lot to beg because you know how people look at you. Yeah. So I'm like, I ain't unless I know definitely I ain't worried about that pick and choose. They might take my money and buy it. Once you give it to them, it ain't your money no more. I'm a, nah, I ain't gonna give you money for food. I'm gonna buy the food for you. But they ain't six. This ain't different strokes. You, you care about five out that much? Keep your goddamn wallet. I get so annoyed people. And they act like they're doing a favor. Like they teach a lesson. They teach a lesson. You an asshole. That's your lesson. Nah, I'll, I'll make sure they ain't getting no weed. So I bought them some uh, fruit salad. You know, I used to be like that when I first moved up here. Uh, I used to do that because I was like, I ain't sure, man. So, yeah, come on in here. I got you. But then after a while, I just got tired of doing that shit. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. Here, whatever you do with it is what you do with it. Because uh, that's the whole thing. When you get somebody a gift, it's theirs. They get to do what they... When we say, Jacob, what I do with my property and my business, <laughs> really, Leonardo Capito say, I have the right to do what I want with my property because it's mine. Right. You get somebody $20 and it's not a loan, you, it's they get to do what they want. It is $20. They get to spend it any way they want. Right. And people, and that's the whole thing. It's kind of like, you get to that point, take what you can get. And Gemma's like, you out here suffering. You broke. Yeah. Your husband out here trying to get a loan and he like, nah, I ain't, I'm, I'm trying to earn. So he's like, oh, hey, talk to Claire. I don't know what Claire won't like me. Stop being a bitch. Yeah, he talked that I, I want to earn shit, but then go ask your pops for money. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. So anyway, he eventually talked to Clay. He's like, oh, you want to get back? You ain't got no hard feelings, right? He's like, no, whatever happened, happened. That's a good boy. That's all I play when they hear. Like, you ain't salty. We all saw takers. They don't want to be like a T.I. situation. 
Yeah, the CI came out. He was salty. Like, Yo, y'all had my money. Oh, y'all just left. Shit. Talk about something we got to do. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so it wasn't no tig. It was like, you know, it's understand. It's how it go. And Clay just want to make sure. Yeah, it's how it go. Glad you saw that weight, too. Guess you can go back to the club. So they get the bodies, you know, they basically get the bodies back. They burn the bodies. They're like, you going to have a prayer for this? I'm like, I don't have a prayer. Talking about, oh, they look better when they were sucking your dick. <laughs> they was like, a little bit. <laughs> so the bodies are cremated. Uh, the, it's funny how the, you know, Sons of Anarchy makes it a Scooby-Doo gang. They, and not just something I realized watching. I'm like, they be getting the most ridiculous of situations. And half the time, that shit is laughable. But there's some real violent shit that go on this Mickey realize Like, this is a violent show. Yeah. No, oh, can we can we talk about how they uh what did they do to get those bodies and how they that whole scheme was? You talk about it, Jeffrey. Oh. So they had this uh guy they knew, uh fuck, I can't think of his name. If you remember, just spit it out. Well basically Yeah, uh-huh. I forgot to do the name, but yeah, because you brought this up <laughs> on the timeline of what happened. That's why I was saving it for you. To make a long story short. Basically, they needed to get the dude to give them some bodies. He worked at the, uh, I guess, funeral home or whatever. So they needed some fresh bodies so they could switch the bodies. But he liked a female. Or he wanted to get with a female. So uh-huh. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Woman. Shahid yeah. hates when people say female. I'm so sorry. Woman. <laughs> so this woman comes to Jack's room and Jackson's telling her about their plan like yeah you know you gotta help out the club can you help out the club and you know you gotta go take one for the team with this dude cause he really likes you and she's like oh well I guess I can Yeah. oh the reason why they had to use the girl cause at first they thought you know gambling he probably owed money and he's like nah I'm clean I'm gonna gamble anonymous I don't know about nothing so they're like, well, what are we going to do? I would like a little Miss Emily Hunter. Yeah, 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 Emily. There you go. So, 35 pounds of walking sex. And she's like, you know, he just sniffed after me for the longer. He's like, do I have to catch you? Emily Rose is who uh, people uh, who wrestling, wrestling Twitter act like when they act like when they see uh, Charlotte Flair. Anyway, so she comes to Jack's room. Jack's telling her what she got to do. She's not with it unless. Jack slinging that penis. Things I do for the sons. And she's like, oh, can you keep your, can you keep your um, vest on? Mm-hmm. So this man is really. Anything for you, honey. He, he, <laughs> Jack's teller is a man whore. <laughs> How? He ain't, the whole thing is, he's single. He, okay. At this point. I, yes, so you are he, right. He, it's consensual. You're he right. She asked that, and he like, I'm doing it for this. Uh, look, the thing is, he's figured like, if she taking one for the team, the least I can do is take one for her. Yeah. I, okay. She is a her body is. Hey, if that's what you like, that's what you like. What you say? Um, what you say, Bobby? You like the girls to get hit the shovel? <laughs> shovel? No, y'all black men, you stop embarrassing us because y'all like any woman if they ate if they like they ate. A whole bunch of biscuits and then squats once every two weeks. You're like, oh yeah, I get no light because it came up this whole Sarah J thing. And we gonna talk about that all there. And I'm like, people yeah. like, that's what y'all like. And it's, it's kind of like, well, 
most of the white women that era was racist as hell, and she wasn't, and she like she eat ribs, so I guess. You know, y'all should be ashamed. I know it was tough pickings back then, but y'all should be ashamed of y'all damn selves. We need to do better. So anyway, she not this bad at all. This woman looks fine. She's like, you know, like she middle-aged. She takes yeah. care of herself. And, you know, Jack's go ahead and do the do. So that's how they get the bodies. Jack Jack Dick ain't saying no to no woman. If she look good, he fucking, so. Nah, Jack's, trust me, Jack's seem like the type where he can say no because he can get, when you got, the whole thing is, when you get dimes, you don't mess with sevens unless you're bored. You can say no to a seven when you know you got a nine whenever you want. It's y'all people that be like, you know, two fours equal eight. Oh my God. And how that shit works? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fucking TIG bath. <laughs> yeah. Y'all need to have some standards. Y'all be out here just shooting everything. I get enough threes. I'm going to hit a dollar eventually. I'm like, say that gold corral shit for gold corral. That's a respect for yourself. Ugh. So that's how they get the bodies. It ends with everybody at the dinner table. Well, before it ends, Gemma finds out, you know, oh, he's been reading John's stuff again. It's locked. Oh, and, and Jax absolutely knows his mom will get it and throw it away. So he's hiding it from her. Mm-hmm. He tells him about locks, you know, locks the door or anything like that. So she already suspects, oh, shit, something going on. So that's going to be a plot point that shows up later. So it ends with everybody eating. You know, everybody eating all well, family getting there, and it shows the whole thing is kind of like their family because they, you know, Chibs is there and Juice and everything. Everybody laughing. Everybody's there except Opie. There. Yeah, Opie and his family are not there. Everybody, everybody else is there. Even I think Opie. Oh, Opie's dad was there. I mean, Opie wasn't. Yeah. There. And you know, you see how Clay and Gemma. You see the love there. You see Jack's all smiling. He he's happy. Everybody happy. He's like, you know, this is family. We all love each other. We all take it. This is a, his whole thing is this is how the club should be. Yeah. It's love, the big We got each other back. And this is kind of like the Nirvana type of the club. This is what his dad envisioned. That's the part that he envisioned. That 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 family aspect of it, I guess. With, you know, his dad just didn't want the violence. And but you know, Clay and Gemma wanted the money. So yeah. So those are the first two episodes of Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, this is definitely be on the Patreon. I think we're gonna do them at the end of the month. End of each month, they'll be up. So two episodes. Oh, I mean, yeah, we'll do two episodes of the series, and we should we should at least get to what season three, maybe by four, because I don't think it's like thirteen episodes. We doing two. Yes, it's like thirteen episodes per season. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll be finished by next year. Um, yeah. <laughs> as long as I keep uh, listening, uh, we'll keep it short because uh, you'll probably be hearing our voices again the next day after this. Uh, nah, you- got something else we gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Uh, if you're on the Patreon, you will be hearing the last dragon. Shout out to everybody who signed up for the Patreon. Uh, the last couple of days, uh, we had some more people sign up. Um, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, shout out to y'all. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And like on it. Facebook. And you can follow me at the real Jeff versus the world. <laughs> follow me. He oh, loves that attention. He loves the love. He loves to be loved. If you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him at what? Don't. 
Dr. Philly drugs. I don't like the love. I don't need it. I'm fine. I get to tweet what I want, and I got to work on the rebuttal. Everybody talking about, oh, you're not representing the brand. Fuck that. I do what I want because I ain't popping online. I'm popping in real life. Hey, that's the best way to be popping. Anyway, Mm -hmm. we go get up out of here. Uh, Like I said, if you got the Patreon, you're here again tomorrow. Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Peace. Peace.